This is the Inspire Radio Podcast, featuring inspirational and thought-provoking interviews from guests around the world who have already featured on Inspire Radio. Inspire Radio broadcasts 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Check us out at inspireradio.co.uk. But right now, sit back and enjoy another inspirational and thought-provoking podcast brought to you by the team at Inspire Radio. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. This is Inspire Radio, and you're listening to me, your host, Isabella Venner, the Mindset and Marketing Coach, and your business journey. So today I have a really lovely guest with me. I've got Cesar Torres, and he is the founder of Devon Garden. Hello, Cesar. How are you doing? Hello. I'm okay. Thank you. Good. And um, Cesar, where are you calling us in from? You are, are you in Devon? Um, no, actually, right now I am in Bath. Lovely. Very nice too. Another lovely part of the country. And can you tell us a little bit about Devon Garden? What is it all about? Yes, in a sh- very short answer, Devon Garden is a plant-based food technology company on a mission to create healthier and more sustainable alternatives to dairy all from sustainable plants. Nice. And you use a particular ingredient, don't you, for sustainable protein, I saw on the website. Very unusual. I wouldn't normally associate it with, with um, milk. Which one Yes, absolutely. And the, the thing is that we saw a lot of products out there, you know, plant-based. However, plant-based does not equal healthy Okay. automatically. And that's something that many people get confused. You know, they automatically think that it's something, you know, is vegan, is 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 much better. And in many cases, it is not, either yeah. because of the health ish, uh, you know, uh, connotations or because of the sustainability. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure that we use only plants that actually have nutritional value, okay. but also that have a very strong sustainability uh, profile. And for instance, pulses is one of those crops that, you know, they, they need significantly less amount of water okay. than other crops and land, and they don't require any fertilizer at all. Okay. So they actually are nitrogen fixers. They, they enrich the soil and, uh, and allows, you know, to, uh, to make the most of the land as well. So that's the kind of plants that we like to use for our products. Okay, amazing. And it's interesting that you said, you know, you're, take, you're planting and taking stuff out to, to feed people, to have a business. But it's nice to say that you're also focusing on crops that enriches the soil. Because I've heard quite a lot recently about how our soil is being depleted of all its goodness. And it, the soil is almost turning into lifeless dirt, which is a bit, a bit shocking. It, is, that, is that something that you're focused on or aware of? Yes, I am. I, I, as a matter of fact, you know, my background is engineering and, um, and more specifically, it's called geotechnical engineering. So I am an expert in soils and rocks. Aha, uh-huh. so you are the but, person to ask. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I always focus, you know, on the engineering side mm-hmm. of things. You know, whenever we see uh, organic soil, we just get rid of it because that is not good for construction. Okay. And uh, so we look more about the characteristic of the soil in terms of mechanical properties, you know, how we deform. For instance, when you're doing tunneling, uh, excavation, embankment, that sort of things. But I just happened to work almost exclusively in the offshore industry until wow. I decided to study on gardening. But when it comes to soils, yeah, soils are very complex materials. Soils is actually uh, degraded rock. 
okay, rocks, you know, they form in different in different ways. Okay, and then they, there is a process of weathering, either chemical or physical, you know, heat, temperature, all those sort of things. And then they will, you know, they break down into, into particles, and those particles are the soil. So, and those soils are rich in some minerals, mm -hmm. okay? And in some cases also then they have the organic matter. So yeah. you need to have the right combination of minerals and the, you know, in the actual composition of the soil. Is it, is it silt? Is it clay? Is it sand? And then depending on the combination, then you can have certain microorganisms living in it that will enrich yes. the whole environment. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And then so how did you go from that more technical engineering side of things to creating quite a, quite a lovely lifestyle food brand? Yes. Um, well, no, my background is in, uh, as, as I mentioned, is in, is in hardcore engineering. Yeah. I, I, I did first degree civil engineering, first master's degree was in geotechnical engineering. And I worked for about 14 years in the offshore oil and gas and renewable energy industry. I spent an awful lot of time drilling boreholes in the North Sea. <laughs> and um, and uh, if, even though I love the engineering, you know, and there are many things that happened in my life that made me question everything that I was doing. Okay, and, um, and my profession was one of them. And I felt that, you know, I didn't want to do any more work with the oil and gas industry okay. because definitely, you know, we need to move away from it. And then the skills are exactly the same. For me, it doesn't matter if I'm doing for an offshore oil and gas company or a renewable energy company because the job I was doing is, equal, you know, um, you, you can do it for both. Ultimately, it's assessing the geology of the, of the seabed mm -hmm. to install an infrastructure. And then I work almost exclusively in renewable energy, but at the same time, I felt that the impact was very little, okay? And because I was just a very, very tiny part in a very, very big uh, industry. And I wanted to do something more unique. And, um, and, and I decided to take time, time off and uh, I did some sort of uh, amazing work. I worked for HUK, I don't know if yeah. you know them. And okay, yeah. And I visited, uh, you know, uh, very elderly people, uh, uh, either at home or in hospital. And it made me learn a lot about empathy, compassion, kindness. And also, um, I'm a keen learner of Buddhism. And all that led me to, um, to understand more about, you know, um, you know, everything around me, you know, people's emotions, about many different things and our relationship with animals. Yeah. And, and also myself, um, I was really looking for plant-based products that were very, very high in nutrients, okay? And especially products that have a lot of proteins and potassium because you need those to, uh, for muscle growth and repair. You know, I love riding bikes. As you see in the background, I got a bicycle there. But my biggest passion is also riding motorbikes and especially on racing tracks. And I've been to Silverstone, Mallory Park, you name it. Mm -hmm. And um, one day I went to Spain for holidays and I went to a racing track in Spain and in Valencia. And sadly, I got it really wrong and completely destroyed half of my leg. Ooh. And um, yeah, I got it put together with a massive titanium uh, nail that goes from knee to ankle. Yeah. And, um, and after that, it was a very long recovery. I couldn't walk for many months. It took me many months to recover. And what I noticed that many products out there didn't have enough proteins for, mm. for, 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 uh, for muscle repair. And I, so I had to rely on a lot of tablets and protein shakes and things like that. So, well, you should use food, you know, to help, 
you know, yeah. for, for, for your own health. And, and I realized that, well, what's the most common product out there for, in, uh, at least in the Western world? As soon as you open the fridge, you find milk, okay? As a, and, and, and when I look at the, at the nutritional content and the sustainability profile of all the plant-based milk, I was really disappointed. Mm. And I thought, you know what, let's start with that. And, um, and, and then I started bringing all my engineering skills to product development and data analytics, especially in analyzing all the different types of crops, you know, looking at, you know, trying to define our indicators of, um, you know, of many aspects of sustainability for each one of them and the nutrient profile. And, and also, you know, where in the world they are actually, uh, you know, found and so on. So I think, you know, it's a long story going from engineering to milk. But I think everything is somehow connected, which is quite, quite interesting. I do like, you're absolutely right that it's connected. And I love hearing that in people's stories, how they're, you know, something that can, might seem from the outside as a really strange jump is actually very interwoven and connected in, in who that person is. And you've got this technical side, you know, you definitely got your geek out on the talk telling, talking to me about the, um, all the nutrients and so on of the soil, which I love. I can hear your passion in it. And then such a, such a different jump about, you know, going into age UK and Buddhism and how all these things are fed into turning in you know finding a solution for yourself and then for other people I really love that what was it that I mean everyone feels they should inverted commas or would like to do some sort of charity work but not everyone always gets around to doing it so what was it that made you start looking into um age UK or, or Buddhism I don't know whether you grew up with that or not what got you what got you looking at things outside of your industry and you talked very very much about uh, finding out, learning about people's psychology and appreciating nature and animals and having empathy and things like that. Where did that all start from? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, for good or bad, in whatever way you want to see it, you know, we are shaped by the experiences that we go through life. And especially in childhood, you know, I, 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 I got a very good childhood, I guess. And, and I'm not very playful, you know, good education and all that. But you know, sometimes when you look back, you realize that certain part of the of, of your life were not ideal. And I, I don't know, you know, many people were bullied when they were children. I was one of them. And um, and I learned very quickly that, you know, you really have to be, you know, uh, fierce sometimes and uh, and you have to defend yourself. But, uh, but I think somehow that put me in a situation where uh, I was always like very brave Okay, but at least on the outside, mm-hmm. that's the big difference. And uh, and I went like that throughout the rest of my life. And um, but then, as an adult, I have some very bad experiences. Okay. That 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 when they happened, I realized that I did not have the emotional intelligence to deal with them. Okay. Because it doesn't matter how brave you are, you know, if you are not brave on the inside, if you don't know how to deal with situations, mm-hmm. it will break you. And you see that a lot with people, you no, know, former Royal Marines or people from the army that are having post-traumatic stress disorders and all the all, all, all those things. So in my particular case, you know, uh, I come from Venezuela, which is an absolutely beautiful country, but sadly, it is also one of the most dangerous places in the world. Yeah. And uh, even though, you know, I studied in the UK, uh, in college in Bath, and then went to, uni- to university in Nottingham, and uh, but then I went back to Venezuela and I worked there um, for about three years until I decided that I didn't want to be there ever again. And um, because there was the experience of uh, you know being a very violent country, I have a very bad experience where I was kidnapped 
Oh and uh, and that was the most terrifying experience of my life. You know, you think you know everything, you know, in life until you experience sheer terror. When you have your, your, your head pinned down to the floor, you know, somebody with a pistol on your head, and they basically want to kill you. And, uh, you know, I was left uh, with no money, without my brand new car, without no possession, and completely terrified. But something that I learned from that experience, it doesn't matter how tough things are. You know, sometimes if you manage to calm yourself a little bit, you manage to get through it. And in the end, I appeal not to their empathy. I, I, I appeal to the, uh, to the kidnappers, to their, um, you, know, uh, you know, from a business point of view, so, so to speak. I said, look, you have everything you have. I have yeah. nothing else. I've been completely honest with you. If you kill me, it's more trouble for you. The police will be after you. Wow. If you don't kill me, the police will say, well, it's just another statistic. We have time. We don't have time to investigate. And one of the kidnappers thought, actually, yeah, it's true. So, yeah, I don't want this trouble. And they dropped me off in the midnight in the, uh, in the middle of the motorway. And uh, after that, that experience really changed my life. And after that experience, um, I applied for some jobs in the UK. And I was incredibly lucky that several companies offered me the job. And one of them went and they hired an immigration solicitor who got me the work permit, the visa, and all the rest of it. I, about a month, two months after the, that kidnapping experience, I was in the UK. I arrived in this country with literally nothing, just a suitcase with a little bit of clothing and just dreams. I just wanted to live a life free from That's sad. What an absolutely terrifying experience. And thank you for sharing that with us because that, I can't even begin to imagine what that felt like. And that moment you said, it's interesting that you talked about outward outward bravery but in moments like that it tests it will test anyone it would test all of us you know what we're made of and how we come through with it but that was a really interesting moment you mentioned about if you take a moment to I think you said slow down or to calm your mind or something like that and in that moment you found a way out you found a way to bargain with these people how did how did you how did you find the internal you know that quiet voice or that quiet courage to, to to come up with that way of bargaining. I mean, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, I think it's very difficult to explain in words. And uh, it's like, uh, you know, when you're falling off somewhere that you feel that the world somehow stops, but at the same time, you're going very fast through something and your heart is beating at a rate you've never experienced. You are sweating very cold. And, uh, but again, um, I know that the statistics in Venezuela is about, 99% 99% of the people get killed during those kidnappings because they try to fight. And I, and I thought, well, it's just this nonsense. I have two guys, yeah. two of them have gone, and both of them have guns mm-hmm. on my head. Why am I going to fight for? I mean, it's just nonsense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, I don't want to lie to them because that will annoy them. And then they will not trust me. And they asked me, have, how much money have you got in your pocket? And just happened to know how much money exactly I had in my pocket. And I said, for instance, just a crazy number, 33 pounds and 25p. Yeah, yeah. And they checked and that's exactly what I had. And then they realized that they could trust me that I was telling the truth. Yeah. And they said, right, let's do this, let's do that. Okay, okay, okay. So that's how I started sort of... Uh, Building a relationship. In a way. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and somehow that reduced the fear a little bit for me to being able to at least to express myself. Wow. Okay. And... Um, but yes, and, and after that, 
you know, I, I really started rebuilding my life in the UK. I thought, yeah, you know, let's put this over. It's gone. But, you know, outside it was gone. Inside it wasn't. No. Yeah. And, and it wasn't until, you know, several years later in 2012, well, I don't remember now, where I had, uh, you know, one of my accidents riding motorbikes on the, you know, on that racing track. And that's when everything, everything collided. That, yeah. Everything collided. Every single emotional uh, experience that I had in my life came crashing down. Yeah. That's the point where you can no longer pretend to be tough outside. Because if you don't, I think it was Freud that said, if you don't deal with experiences on time, they will manifest later on in life in a work, in a much worse situation. And, uh, and that's the moment, you know, I had the accident, spent about 10 days in a hospital alone in Spain uh, until I was allowed to fly back to the UK. I was in the UK then, you know, not being able to do much. My job was in jeopardy and uh, not being able to work. At the time, I have a, uh, a relationship and I was absolutely in love with the person and that person just ended the relationship Ooh. and everything happened at exactly that time that emotionally I just simply collapsed. Yeah. You know, I had this emotional breakdown and when I realized I did not have the emotional intelligence at all and, uh, and obviously I was incredibly active. I would go to the gym every single day to train for two to three hours. Wow. You know, I was one of those fitness fanatic and then, from there to not be able to walk for several months. That was pretty tough. And this was the second time in your life that you were faced with, with, with life-changing incidences. And as a result, you had a knock-on effect to your whole lifestyle, to your identity, uh, you know, physically and, and emotionally, as you said. So that's the second time that that happened. So but from where I'm standing, I can see a hell of a lot of grit from you. I can see a very resilient man. And how, what qualities do you think, what did you learn on that journey? You said, you know, you didn't feel you had all of the resources you needed at the time. So it sounds like you were on a journey and, you know, you've now since built and are creating, continue to create a successful business that helps you and others. What are the ingredients? What was the important, uh, what were the important emotional tools that you had to develop and work on? What do you think is important for um, getting through moments like this and building a successful business? Yeah, I think one of the most important lessons that I can get from all this is that um, it's not to pretend to be tough because it is, it's the opposite. You should not be tough. You should be in, actually incredibly soft to understand empathy and to understand, you know, why the situation is the way it is, you know, and uh, that got me, you know, all those experiences got me into Buddhism, uh, Buddhist psychology, and something that I learned in Buddhism is that absolutely everything is the result of causes and conditions. Now, everything happens because of causes and conditions. Okay. If you want to change the outcome, you need to understand first how it, how it arose, okay, understand what the causes and conditions were. Yeah. And because once you remove either the causes or the condition, the situation will change and everything is impermanent. Okay. And the only way to understand that, you really need to calm down your mind. Okay. Because that's the only, because think about all the, all those bad emotions, like, like noise. If you have all that noise, you cannot focus, mm -hmm. you cannot concentrate, you cannot pay attention to what's important. And once you understand that, then you are able to feel better because you start removing the things in your life that are causing you, you know, those uh, bad emotions. 
and you are able to you know to focus more on what really matters mm-hmm. and uh, and from there you know yeah it's been a, a, a great experience because that helped me a lot with uh, obviously to focus on on uh, what's really important and and then take the decision one by one Amazing. And you know, when you were talking about, um, you know, quietening the mind and, and getting rid of the things that are bothering you in your life, I'm a, I'm a big believer that there are things that we can control, things we can influence and things that we can't control. So what happens when life, as it did with you on those two very shocking moments in your life, what happens when life does throw things or put things in your life that you don't have control over? How can you manage that? Yeah, there is one quote from Buddhism that says that physical pain is unavoidable. Mental suffering is optional. Interesting. Wow. And uh, which means, you know, you cannot avoid physical pain. You will, you know, get injured. We all get old. We all suffer from old age, sickness and so on. We cannot avoid that. Okay. The other one is optional. And there is one example of, um, again, from from Buddhism that uh, says that, you know, imagine that somebody comes and punches you in the face, okay? If you get angry, it's your fault. If you get upset, it's your fault. Yeah. If you cry, it's your fault. So you start getting the picture. Is that you cannot control what the other person are going to do, but you can definitely control how you react to it, Absolutely. okay? If there is anger, why there is anger, okay? Why? You know, you really need to step back and understand, oh, this guy punched me because of, this is going through this situation, this situation, or this situation. How is that related to me? It's not even related. So why am I angry? There's no reason for, yeah, I feel physical pain of being punched in the face. Yeah, you cannot get away from that. Mm. But the mental suffering of being anger, anger is, a men- is an afflictive emotion. Mm. Okay, it's mental suffering. That is something we can definitely control. In reality, you cannot control anything. You can only control your mind and the way you respond to Absolutely. things. It's such a simple message, but it's so hard for so many of us to not only, you know, acknowledge, understand, because we don't learn these kind of lessons at school, um, but also to practice. And I remember talking to um, to family members and saying, you know, the only reason you're res- you're responding to that other family member with anger is because there may be a part of you that believes it, or there may be a part of you that's choosing to respond, as you said. And, you know, what if someone started insulting you about your purple hair that you do not even have you would just laugh and say what is wrong with this person you wouldn't respond being angry because it can't affect you you're choosing for it not to irritate you Um, and it's funny some people say well of course I'm angry it's their fault and it's such a simple mental shift but you're right it's it's so powerful isn't it and to know that you're completely in control of what you think and therefore what you feel and therefore your behavior and your outcomes in life that is so empowering. That means no matter what happens to us, we are still in the driving seat to an extent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the um, that's what I understood from Buddhism is that it, you know you cannot control anything else. You can only control your mind. So you better learn how to do it. Easier said than done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and that requires training, and uh, and uh, but training is uh, I mean, uh, for instance is. Um, Again, mindfulness is one of the most powerful ones. And a Buddhist monk once told me, uh, you know, it's like your mind imagining that is, is like, it's like a, like a lake. And, and it's incredibly windy out there. <laughs> and the wind is creating waves and battering the surface. 
and that revolves the seabed, you know, and it generates a lot of mud. So you cannot see anything. If you manage to calm it down, you know, the dust will settle and you will be able to see through it. Okay, and once you see that, then you are able to identify the things that are good, that are bad, and how to react. Um, I still remember all those things because it's very powerful and mindfulness. Visual, yeah, I love visual. Helps a lot with that. And people say, "Oh, I don't have time for for mindfulness." That, no, mindfulness is not something that um, that you have to completely, uh, you know, isolate from everything. Nice. Quite nice. the opposite, you know. I meditate every single time that I'm walking. Nice. You know, yeah. walking meditation. Yeah. You know, when I'm walking, I'm not thinking about problems. I'm thinking about, you know each step after the other and the sensation, you know, the feeling that you have in every single one of your, of your food. Yeah. And without realizing you are, you are essentially practicing mindfulness and meditation. That's lovely. But you can incorporate it in your life in many different ways, you know, and also when you're doing the washing up, you know, <laughs> people hate doing the washing up. I absolutely love it. Oh. <laughs> you know, because, because, there is no distraction. You are there doing a task that requires your full attention there, mm-hmm. you know, and you are focused, oh, that feels okay. Yeah, that's a little bit hard. That's, that's not, so that's hot, that's cold. Yeah. But you, that is a very powerful exercise, you know, do mindfulness while doing the washing up. So if anyone's listening, Cesar's next business is washing up. He is volunteering to do everyone's washing up around the world. I love it. Absolutely love it. But you're right. And I think walking as well, to be honest, I've got to be very honest, as as a coach and NLP practitioner, I sometimes find it hard to really meditate. I occasionally do it at night when I need it because I'm feeling a bit anxious, but I should, that probably means I would really benefit from doing it every single day. So I don't even get to that point, but I, I like what you've said about the walking. And that certainly is something that works for me when I'm working. I occasionally, probably not enough, you know, look around at what can I see? What can I hear? What can I feel? What can I know? And that, that is, that's lovely. And it really helps my mind stop racing and that lake stop being so um, turbulent and just settle into the moment. And, and it does help you see clearly. You're absolutely right. I love that analogy. Really. And the other, yeah, and, and another one. Well, I, I, I now drive, and um, and sometimes I have to do long journeys, and uh, um, people normally love to listen to music. I love listening to music, but I don't. When I'm traveling, I'm traveling in complete silence because it forces you, it forces your mind, you know, to face the situation that it is at. Okay, and you're able to again focus on your driving. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, to calm down your mind without distractions, it's very easy to switch on the radio, put a, you know, you know your, uh, your Spotify or whatever, and start singing along. <laughs> but you're, what you're doing is just distracting your mind from the reality. You know, the reality is the driving and the moment that you are living. You know, in Buddhism, there is no yesterday, there is no tomorrow. There is just the right here and the right now. Yeah, 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 definitely. I want to go back to, you mentioned um, training at one point. I can't remember the whole sentence with it, but it made me think about, um, you know, with, with all your, your grit and resilience and focus on, how, you know, how people tick. I'd love to find out what your um, ethos is or what your training is in your business. How do you make sure that you've got the right team around you? How do you keep them feeling motivated and inspired? Yes. Well, at the moment, my team is very diverse and we're a very small startup. You know, we just launched the product actually on Friday. Exciting. <laughs> and uh, it's been a, a, a very long journey, but something that I learned very quickly is the importance of diversity. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, again, I come from the offshore industry. It's incredibly driven, and um, and uh, everybody is very highly trained. People normally have PhDs. Most you know, most people that I deal with, and uh, it's very clever. And, and also, when you're offshore, you need to have a very strong mindset you know, and determination to work. And um, and when I went back to for instance, for instance, to university to do an MBA. I realized that those things are good on a certain extent, mm-hmm. but that's not the way you run a business. Unless you are Elon Musk, <laughs> and then you can do whatever you want, you know, and, and treat people like garbage, but which is not recommended. But he can get away with it. But in real life, for the rest of us, you know, you cannot be like that driven in a in a, in a military way. And that's something that I learned a lot on the and the extern MBA is everything, business situation comes down to people's situation. And people's yeah. situation uh, comes down to emotions and, and, and aspirations yeah. you know, and ambitions. And, uh, and that's something that I try to implement in my team. So obviously I bring all the analytical side of things, you know, be very driven. But ultimately what I try to communicate to the team is that first of all, I want everybody to, to express themselves freely. And uh, again, I mentioned earlier that... Um, that even though, yeah, I started Devon Garden uh, and I am a bloke, uh, I want Devon Garden to be a you know, female-led company. Okay. And, uh, and many people in my team are now uh, women. So I hired seven interns from the University of Exeter. Yeah. And uh, two of them continue working pretty much full-time. And now we have another very bright one from Bath Pile University. And what I tell them is that I don't tell them what to do. Okay, I said roughly what the goals should be, yeah, and then and let them work out a way for themselves to explore their creativity, and also to make mistakes. I want them to make mistakes because it's when we make mistakes that we learn. Yeah. It's that when we make mistakes that we build confidence, and with confidence comes leadership. Um, it's very sad that nowadays, you know, we see a lot of leadership. It's, it's, it's you know mainly men, it's, and that something's been going on for decades, you know, in business. And but I strongly believe that women bring a certain level of empathy, which mm-hmm. I understood from Buddhism. And I understand that men normally lack because for men it's not normally more about ego. But, you know, when you have more women involved in the team, then it takes a completely different view because they look more at the em- empathy side of things with the customers, with the suppliers. And I absolutely love that. And that's something that I encourage the team to do. You know, and so again, I don't tell them what to do. I just roughly tell them what the goals are and let them come up with their, you know, with their own ideas and, and way of doing things. And hopefully that is helping a lot with, with uh, building of their own leadership skills. And, uh, and that's pretty much what's driving, uh, or, uh, Devon Garden at the moment. You know, um, I only, I, I, I always tell them I'm not the leader. I'm just the, uh, facilitator. Yeah. The spark. You know Catching. that will that will fire. Sorry, that will light up the fire in you. But right. it is you that is actually driving the company. That's lovely. Um, and there is this quote from this guy, Guy Kawasaki is his name, and he's got a book, The Art of the Start, and he says, "Entrepreneurs are nothing but a long nutter." That's <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah, you have an idea, but you are a long nutter. You know, it's like that long nutter in in, in, a, in a in a festival. You start dancing along in the field, and people say you are crazy until one person validates what you're doing and then more people follow, you know, but you need that validation from your yeah. team because otherwise you can stay a long nutter. And that's what I do. I just, uh, um, I started like, yeah, long nutter. <laughs> uh, uh, I ensure that my job is to inspire them. 
okay, and then let them crack on with it and just get out of the way. I love that. I think that's brilliant. I do think that the future is all about global small businesses. It's all going to have to be businesses led by heart and empathy. And I think, you know, both men and women, we both have inside us male and female power or energy. Um, but I think it's, yeah, we, we definitely need a bit of both. And you can find that in both men and women. And it's about harnessing that and celebrating it for sure. I love that approach. That's brilliant. So what is next for Devon Garden? So, you know, you've been working on it for a while. You've got your team. You've inspired them. You're empowering them. You're launching ASAP right now. Um, what is, what's coming up next? Yes. Well, obviously, we cannot move away from the realities that we're going through with, the, with COVID-19. And um, that means that, you know, it's being a bit difficult to, uh, to talk to supermarkets and to wholesalers because everybody's going through very difficult situation, businesses, obviously. And um, so at the moment, we're focused 100% on launching online. Okay, our online store is practically ready, but it's not being officially deployed, so you cannot access it. Okay, and um, but we will switch it on at any time. And um, the product is already in the warehouse. Uh, it's, it's ready. I'm going to visit the warehouse on Wednesday to inspect the final packaging or how it's going to be delivered to you know, to customers. Uh, we're going to have some promotions and uh, where we're going to have some very nicely branded coffee mugs. Uh, our first product is a plant-based milk, by the way. So if that tastes great with coffee, and that's why we're having some freebies. And we've got to make sure that, uh, you know, every, that everything is ready. And as soon as we're happy with it, then the, the online store will go live. So hopefully on Friday. And, um, and then we are going to be working a lot with uh, a range of very interesting people. Something that I've noticed a lot is that everything at the moment seems to be driven by influencers, okay? And um, there are different types of influencers. Um, again, I, you know, because I read a lot about psychology and Buddhism and another, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, an author that I, I like a lot of Friedrich Nietzsche, and, uh, and I see a lot of what's happening today, which he referred to, which is a lot of people are now driven by narcissism, and, uh, and many influencers are just into that. So we're trying to stay away from that. And instead, we identify a bunch of people that we really like, that they do amazing things. It doesn't matter what the sports or the fitness activity is. That, is, that covers from cycling, from volleyball, from netball to uh, to jumping rope, <laughs> you know, and we are partnering with them, and we already started creating you know, very interesting content, and that's going to be published, you know, very soon, and but it's all around promoting fitness, sustainability, and nutrition, but above all, the lifestyle, not my lifestyle, their lifestyle. Mm. So our our social media campaign will be about that, not about promoting our product, but promoting what those great people do. So fitness, sustainability and lifestyle. But people who are not just influencers for influencers sake, people who are people of influence, who are authentic with what they do. They love what they do. So if anyone's listening who thinks that they're one of those types of influencers, then definitely get in touch with Cesar and the team and help him start to build his, his business, uh, sustainable protein and plant-based foods. And where can people, where can listeners find out more, Cesar? Yes, uh, our website, uh, com. And our Instagram uh, account is at Devon Garden Foods. Brilliant. 
Thank you very much, Seth. Really exciting. Good luck with the journey. Good luck with your feminist team of empowered, emotionally intelligent ladies. And I hope it goes really well with the launch. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And to the listeners, I hope you have a wonderful, inspired day. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the Inspire Radio team. If you would like to feature your business in the Inspire Radio podcast or on Inspire Radio, we would love to hear from you. Simply email inspire at inspireradio.co.uk. Inspire Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. UK-based radio station with listeners across the world. Once again, a big thank you to you for taking the time out to listen. And whatever you're doing for the rest of your day, have the best day you possibly can. This is Inspire Radio. Attention, please. We at Healthspan would like to tell you something that, quite possibly, you didn't already know. Not all supplements are created equal. I know. Who'd have thought? We travel the entire globe to find the best ingredients for our vitamins and supplements. From the southern slopes of India for our turmeric to the cold, crisp seas of Greenland for our cod liver oil. Because that's the Healthspan way. Well, there you go. It's not every day you learn something new, is it? We're Healthspan. That's healthspan.co.uk. Vitamins and supplements. In store or direct to your door. Struggling to catch up to the trends of the digital age? Sit back. Relax and let us do the work. Specialising in social media, content marketing and online brand design and development, Digital Works Agency is the perfect match for you. Check us out at digitalworksagency.com. Whoa! Look how much saturated fat is in these chocolate biscuits. It's surprising how much is in our food and drinks. For us kids, eating too much saturated fat can lead to harmful fat building up inside, which we can't see, increasing the risk of heart disease or stroke when we get older. So be food smart. Download the free Change for Life food scanner app and start making healthier choices today. Inspire Radio. Be happy. Be inspired.